the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org. All healing comes from God. Whether it be supernatural in answer to prayer, whether it be a physician, whether some healings come through counseling, some healings come through nature, but healings come all, however they get to us, they come from God, and to God be all the honor and glory. Welcome to the Healing Word Broadcast, brought to you by the Largo Community Church. We're in the middle of a special series of programs centered around the healing miracles of God, and today's message is going to focus on the healing miracles of Jesus. Before we go to the message for today, here's Pastor Jack Morris to tell us about a special book that he's offering, dealing with God's healing power through the ages and modern times. I have a book I want to send you. It's entitled, What You Need to Know About Healing. The author is Dr. Harold Sala of Guidelines Ministry. The book has to do with physical, spiritual, and emotional healing. It is going to be an eye-opener. Your faith is going to be lifted to a new high, a new level. We're going to talk about healing in the Old Testament, healing in the New Testament, and healing after the close of the New Testament. Many people said the day of healing and miracles are gone. No, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are miracles today, healings today, because Jesus is alive and answering prayer. Now, friend, for a gift of any amount, any amount, I will send the book out immediately. You're going to be abundantly blessed. Again, the book, What You Need to Know About Healing by Harold Sala can be yours for a donation of any amount to the Healing Word Ministries. To support this ministry electronically, go to the website, thehealingwordministries.org, and click on the Donations tab to receive your copy of this dynamic resource. You'll also find the address and phone number on the website if you prefer to donate by mail or would like to call for more information. Now, let's go to the message in this special series on healing, The Healing Miracles of Jesus. Now, the reason I'm, I'm going to the healing miracles of Jesus, number one, is to help us to know that Jesus is someone who does things, not someone who did things. Get that, friend. Secondly, that we might come to see the, an experience, come to see and experience the mighty power of God in action. And thirdly, my reason for this series is that we might become first-hand witnesses of the mighty, wonder-working power of Jesus Christ. Now, all of us have heard others testify, I've received healing, or I have heard an answer, I've had an answer to prayer. 
We have heard them give testimonies. We have read about it in the Bible. We have read Christian literature where people have given these testimonies. And we look at it and we'll say, oh, isn't that wonderful? Friend, it's time for us to be experiencing personally, firsthand, what we have been hearing from others and reading about from others. Wouldn't you like to experience some of those blessings, some of those miracles that others talk about? I'll tell you, I, I sort of envy them. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep hearing them tell me what good thing has happened to them. After a while, I get a little bit tired of that. And I said, I want some of those good things to start happening to me. Amen. And that's why I'm preaching this series of messages. Now, at the conclusion, not today, but in a few weeks, I may, if the Holy Spirit leads me, uh, to... Pray individually, uh, take a part of the service to lay on our hands and to pray. But we need to be impacted by the word of God that will build us up in the faith. I'm not going to swing into this thing quickly, but I'm going to take week after week and work through this. And as we hear it, and week after week, like a jackhammer, bang, 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 the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, pounded into us, our faith will soar. And then we'll be able to stand up and say, I believe. And then I receive. Can you say amen? Amen. That's how it's going to happen. I truly believe it. Now, one of the greatest dangers of Christianity is to remember or to think of Jesus as somebody to be remembered, not somebody to be met and experienced. Let me say that one again. This is truly one of the greatest dangers of Christianity. And if you're a Christian, it's a danger to you and it's a danger to me. Because we look at the scripture and we read the scripture and we say, oh, wonderful. We remember Jesus. But the greatest danger of Christianity is to think of Jesus as someone to be remembered instead of somebody to be met and experienced. People are not meeting Jesus today. People are not meeting with answers to prayer. People are not meeting with divine healing. There's a lot of things in the scripture that we read about and that we, up here, we believe. And we said it must have been wonderful back then. And it must be wonderful for the persons who are giving testimony today. But God wants it to be wonderful for you. And he wants it to be wonderful for me. And that's why we're here today. In these scriptures. All right, let's look at some of the, the passages and the miracles. The earliest biblical records tell us that God desired to be healed. We don't have to beg him, plead with him, try to convince him to come back and do it again. No, he's not waiting for that at all. From the very beginning of scripture... The book of Job, this was the very first book of the Bible that was written, the book of Job. Then comes the book of Genesis, then the book of, of, of Exodus. These early, early books, thousands and thousands of years ago, these books tell us that God is a healing God and that he desires to heal, that he desires to restore. This is not something new. This is from the very beginning of time, that God wants to restore and heal humankind, body, soul, and spirit. 
Or put it another way, emotional healing, physical healing, and spiritual healing. Now, God even links his name with divine healing. He put his name on the line. He said, I'll I'll put my name out there. And if it doesn't work, then my name's no good. Let's, Let's look at it. Would you put it on the screen for us now? There it is. He, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. This is what God says. This is what God says. Not the Largo Community Church, not some denomination, and not some faith healer, but God Almighty. For I am the Lord. That's the, the word Lord in Hebrew is Yahweh, or pronounced in English, Jehovah in Hebrew pronounced Yahweh, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh who heals, or Repha, you. I am Yahweh who Repha, you. I am the Lord who heals you. That's his promise. I am the Lord who heals you. He's he's not retired on that. He, He has not given up on that. He has not changed his mind on that at all. That is his holy words. Now, In the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are 26 miracles, healing miracles. Now, there are many more miracles. I'm not going into the miracles where he he calmed the the sea and and, uh, broke the loaves and the fishes. I'm talking about physical, spiritual, emotional healing. That's where there are 26 of them. Now, if we read the four Gospels, there are actually 48 times healing, physical, mental, emotional healings are recorded. But some of those 48 are repeated several times. Like Matthew may repeat it, and then John might come and give the same miracle and repeat it again. So we subtract those miracles that are being repeated, and we come down to 26 physical, spiritual, emotional healings. 26. Now, why would God inundate the Bible with all of that information for us to read it and say, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that pretty? Wish it happened today. It's there for us to read and to know. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. I'd like to offer you a copy of a book written by Dr. Harold Sala entitled, What You Need to Know About Healing, for a donation of any amount. The book by Harold Sala, What You Need to Know About Healing, is a reminder of what many have forgotten, that Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, is still healing today. Within these pages, you'll find a strong scriptural foundation for healing, which gives hope and comfort in a time of need. Harold Sala is founder and president of Guidelines International, a ministry communicating the message of Jesus Christ so that people come to faith in the Lord and believers are disciplined and strengthened. In the book, What You Need to Know About Healing, he combines careful research, biblical narratives, and personal stories of physical and spiritual healing and points to how trusting God yields lasting and eternal rewards. While no one is promised tomorrow, you will receive true encouragement for whatever circumstance may be yours. And you will better understand the compassionate nature of our Heavenly Father and how to find healing His way. Again, the book What You Need to Know About Healing can be yours for a donation of any amount to the Healing Word Ministries. 
To support this ministry electronically, go to the website, thehealingwordministries.org, and click on the Donations tab to receive your copy of this dynamic resource. You'll also find the address and phone number on the website if you prefer to donate by mail or would like to call for more information. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. People in Jesus' day, and I'm going to... I'm going to deal with these miracles from the book of Mark. Mark is the first book of the New Testament that was written. Then came the Matthew and then came the others. But, but Mark is the very first book. So I'm going to limit my thoughts so I can have a, con- have a controlled study. And I'm only going to go to the book of Mark and, and, and choose some of these, these miracles. Now, people expected miracles in Jesus' day. I want to say that one again. They expected miracles. We don't expect miracles today. We want them to happen. We hope they're going to happen. We pray that they will happen. But come on, let's be honest now. I'm, I'm right in there with you. I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying me too. I don't expect them any more than you don't expect them. And I'm going to tell you why we don't expect them. But in the ancient world... People expected miracles to happen. In the ancient world, that world was sometimes referred to as the age of miracles. Miracles seem to be commonplace. Now, call it superstition if you like. But the people of that age uh, believed in miracles. They believed in spirits. They believed in gods. They believed in demons. They believed in the supernatural. It, it, was, it was just secondary. It was commonplace to them. It, it is not commonplace to you and me who live in a mechanized scientific world. We live in a world where people go to the moon. <laughs> and they do it by their own ingenuity and, and scientific maneuvering. Uh, people do great things today. But we're doing it because we know how. And so we're thinking, you know, I can do it. Why do I need to pray to God? I can go to the moon soon. We're going to be going to Mars. We're going to be going to other places. My children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, things they're going to see, why, it is just going to be absolutely phenomenal. But we, we, we rely on that. We support that. We're drawn into that. And we are absolutely overcome with the thought, our children have to get a university degree. Uppermost in our mind. Before we, hey, how many of us here are thinking, are those children who stand up here, are they born again Christians? Are they saved? Is their name written in the book of life? Oh no, they've got to get a degree. I want them to get a degree. Absolutely. But they can get a degree and still go to hell. Where are my priorities? Where are my values? I'm claiming to be a born-again Christian. But I don't have time to teach them in the Sunday school. I don't have time to visit them at the retreats. I don't have time to talk to them. But they've got to get a degree. Friend, come on. Are you a born-again Christian? Am I a born-again Christian? Do I value a relationship with the Lord? If I do, then I'm going to value a relationship with the Lord with these children also. Come on, come on. Let's be born again believers. Let's be a spirit-filled church. Let's not be be words and and a lot of talk. They've got to get, get, 
get A's and A pluses. Friend, they've got to get their name in heaven in the book of life. If they don't, there's a devil out there that is after them as a roaring lion to destroy them. Destroy their marriages when they get married. Destroy their testimony. Destroy their happiness. Oh, they'll get that degree and make a lot of money. But they will not be happy in this life. They will wonder, why didn't my people at the Largo Community Church help me to understand the kind of man or the kind of woman that I'm supposed to be? Where are our priorities and our values being placed? I thank God for many of you whose children are in Christ. You know it. They've been born again. You have prayed. You have sought God. We have some of the greatest parents that I've ever met anywhere in my life. And I'm an old man now. I've had a long life, thank God. And I've seen God's parents here at the Largo Community Church. But at the same time, we need to be vigilant, as wise as serpents and as harmless as a dove. Friend, when I read the other day, how many of our young people, young people under 18, under 15, under 12, are in pornography big time. Big time. Murdering and killing, hating. Racism, prejudice. It hasn't changed all these years. It isn't changing now. And we're not doing anything to help our young people to change. We have one thing only for them. God, help us. God, help us. Our young people are lost for lack of of a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my. God, help us. I love these children. I know you love them too. You want the best for them. But sometimes we are not choosing the best for them. We're choosing something that is temporal, that is earthly, that is mundane, that they can't even take to the grave with them. For in the grave there is no knowledge. The scripture says that. Yes, I want them to have a happy life. I want them to buy things and have things, expensive things, enjoy things. I want that. But something else I want more. I want them to walk with Jesus. Well, Jesus is alive and well, friend. He's not somebody of history to be remembered, but he's somebody to be met and experienced. And if you don't know him today, I pray that you will experience him, for he cares deeply For each person here. And he loves us greatly. Well in that. In that world. Of the ancients. In that world that Jesus lived in. People expected. Spiritual things. Supernatural things to happen. And they did happen. Their their mind was open to it. Their mind was conditioned from youth. To it. You know, most people 
who are saved are saved before the age of 18. If you don't get them by 18, you may never get them. By far, 70%, only about 30% get saved after 18. So if we're going to get them, we've got to get them now. Do you understand how my, my heart is filled with urgency today? Well, in that ancient world, their mind, everybody's mind was just open to the supernatural. Every tree, every river, every hill, every grove had its resident God or demon. They believed it. It seemed like it was so. Even the Roman emperors were credited with healing miracles. Uh, There was the Greek god of healing. There was the Egyptian cult of healing. People were expecting things to happen. And when Jesus came on the scene, he came into a world of expectancy. And that's one of the reasons all of these miracles began to happen. And it's so difficult today in our mechanistic and scientific world to expect miracles to happen. But many years ago, my very first trip to the Philippines, I was up in that particular part of the world, uh, up in the Eagle Road country. And uh, the missionary and myself, early, early in the morning, we were driving through this village and um, we saw this little clinic and it hadn't been opened, but there was a man there and his daughter who looked to be about six or seven years old. And so we stopped the car and we thought, they're, they're, surely they're sick. They're, they're trying to get in the clinic. They're waiting for the, 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 the clinic to open. So we walked over, and the man could just hardly speak any English at all. But we were able to communicate, what is the problem? And he mentioned my daughter, the little, little pretty little girl, these severe stomach problems. And so we asked, could we pray? May we pray for her? We believe in miracles. We believe in God. He too believed in miracles, but he didn't believe that they were coming uh, from uh, the God that we knew. But our God, his God, any God, there's lots of gods that he believed in. Yes, if our God can work, then he'll, let's, let's do it. And so that missionary and myself laid our hands on that little girl. We, we said a very short prayer, a brief prayer in Jesus' name, asking God to heal her. That quick, the pain went away. The man told us, she's well, she's okay. She was very ill. He had to get there so early in the morning. He didn't act surprised. Now, you and I, if that had been my daughter, I would have been jumping up and down. Whoa! But he expected it to happen. It was no ordinary, extraordinary thing to him. He had been brought up believing that some God is there available and miracles happen. And he was very grateful and they left and, and went on their way with, with no great celebration. They just believed. But you and I are having difficulty in, in believing. We, we want to read books, encyclopedias, histories, mathematics. We, we, we want to get in there. And our mind is, is so conditioned to this where their mind was, is conditioned to that. And so Earl is going to tell them. And I remember how it was when I was there. Now, I, I, I need to go on. Um, the means of miracles. Let me talk to you about the means of miracles. Where does miracles come from? Well, they come from God. All healing comes from God. Whether it be supernatural in answer to prayer, whether it be a physician, 
whether some healings come through counseling, some healings come through nature, but healings come all, however they get to us, they come from God and to God be all the honor and glory. Now, Jesus, I want you to get this, he was not in competition with doctors. He was not in competition with physicians. He never expressed displeasure or censured anybody for going to a doctor. I've heard people, oh, if you go to a doctor, you don't have faith. That's not true. Jesus and the supernatural, he healed the sick in his day that the physicians of the first century could not cure. He healed those sick, diseased, and crippled where there was no human cure. Notice this. Jesus never healed somebody who had a cold, who had the flu, who had the sniffles. When he healed somebody, it was somebody that doctors couldn't cure. They had no cure. Jesus is the one who specializes in the impossible. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) He specializes in the impossible. That's our Savior. That's our God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The healing miracles he performed while on this earth are available to you today. Simply go to him in prayer and present your needs and watch your miracle begin to happen. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.